Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jason Knight, and on each episode of this podcast, I'll be having inspiring conversations with passionate product people. If that sounds like your kind of party, then why don't you come over to onenightinproduct.com, sign up to the mailing list or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice, share it with your friends, and we can all make sure we never miss another episode again. On tonight's episode, we return to Nigeria to find out what made a trained physiotherapist decide to transition into product management. We talk about getting that difficult first product management job, whether he was applying product management techniques whilst he was a physiotherapist, and what being a physiotherapist has brought to his product management career. He also shares some advice for the next generation of product managers from physiotherapy and beyond. For all this and much more, please join us on One Night in Product. So my guest tonight is Samuel Ogunkoya. Samuel's a former soft drink vendor and wannabe spy who worked as a physiotherapist before moving into product management to help solve a different type of user pain. Samuel's now working for Product Tech, who boldly claimed to be changing the world one product at a time. Samuel's had an interesting journey, one that he's well qualified to write about as a published poet, so I'm hoping he pays attention to the rhythm of his Jira tickets and that at least some of his user stories rhyme. Hi Samuel, how are you tonight? Thank you very much for having me on the platform. No problem, it is a pleasure to have you here. So first things first, you are a product manager at Product EveTech. Uh, who are Product EveTech and what problem do they solve? Product EveTech is a product development company. So basically it's an agency, it's an agency for product development. So we work with clients to um, help them develop their product ideas, you know, and their projects and all sorts. So basically it's just a product development company and then currently work here as an intern team. So you get, or the company gets basically commissioned to build certain products for certain companies is that fair to say so you definitely yes so you spend a certain amount of time working with a particular client get to a point and then move on is that fair to say yes yes please okay and and you're an intern there start and you started in april this year so obviously pretty new to the company but how did you come across the company in the first place i did join some um uh, slack communities uh, when i started uh, this product journey and all of that. So um, I was on one and then someone did ask on the group if anyone was willing to work as an intern in his um, company. So I and a couple of other people, I think a number of other people, because there had to be an interview at the end of the day, signified interest. And then there was an interview, there was all sorts and all. And at the end of the day, I got to join the company. And then it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> So it was very much then just a case of seeing the advert and moving on. But do you feel that that was a very competitive interview process or did you kind of just go straight in and, and everything was fine? Interestingly for me, I eased into it because like I said, okay, for my transition story, I did mention that I reached out to a lot of people when I was trying to move into product management. So the first thing that posted the advert was, um, or the owner of the company was the one that posted the advert, was one of the people I had reached out to while I was trying to move into product management. And interestingly, he was a roommate in college. So um, <laughs> I, so it was, it was I, I saw him on the group and I was like, oh, I know this guy. And then I reached out to him and told him, apparently he had been, he went through the same product training as I did. So, and then I reached out to him and all sorts. And he was like, oh, okay, he'll keep me at the back of his mind. And then when he released the advert for the internship position and all that, I reached out to him. I was like, oh, I'm interested. And, all. 
And so based on the prior relationship we have had, and then before, because we also had the same product management training, we went to the same product management training, and then he did an interview. And then, yes, I got oh, That's really cool. Uh, obviously, you've been there not for too long, so I'm assuming that you're either still onboarding or that you're starting working on your first actual product for a client. But what sort of stuff are you working on now at the moment? Currently, I had an onboarding session for a week. It was a very short onboarding process anyways. <laughs> so, and then I moved into the product. I really cannot disclose entirely what the product is about, but it is something in the event space. And then it's been exciting because I have had to read more into the space. I've had to talk to more people. I've had to do some works that I actually found very interesting. So currently work for a client who has a project in the event space and then that is what I do at the moment. Oh, cool. So you didn't have any specific expertise in that area and you're having to build that subject matter expertise now. Is that fair to say? Yes. Besides oh, occasional handling of events, occasional, I do not essentially have any expertise in that field. So I've had to do more of my learning by reading, by talking to people and then listening to people basically. Well, that is every product manager's job. So yeah. that's a good start. But this is your first job in product management, but I know that you have been doing a lot of work to transition, but before that, you trained and started as a physiotherapist. Now, that's quite a career switch. Uh, What was it that made you decide to move from more of a medical profession into product management? Okay, um, I'll I'll start with a little story. So so, so, uh, for my physiotherapy practice, I I got into physiotherapy because of my um, curiosity. I was in a hospital and I saw what physiotherapy is and I think I enjoyed it and I really wanted to know more about it and then how to help people out of their pain and all sorts. So I studied physiotherapy and then, which is a very, very interesting profession and all of that. But I, again, I'm passionate about people, basically, not just uh, a certain profession or a certain occupation. I'm pretty much just passionate about people and then I have every interest in um, technology and I have every interest in business. So, you know, uh, it, it just seems right, right to move into product management since it sits at the center of all of that people, technology, and business. So it, it looked like a perfect place to be. So before then, I tried my, of course, I am very interested in technology. I tried my hands at coding. I tried my hands at um, design and also so, but I just knew that I wanted something more than that. Or I wanted something other than that. And then... Going to, I started reading about product. I heard about product management. I started reading about it. You know, I wanted to know that it is something that I really want to get into. So my transition into product management wasn't agile at all. It was, uh, it was, uh, it took a lot of time, a lot of planning and all of that. So, and then, you know, it took about six months between June to December last year before I, you know, I reached out to people. I asked questions. I really wanted to be sure of what I was doing. And also, that more like cemented my decision to move into product. So, did you get to flex any of those product management instincts within your physiotherapy career? I mean, obviously, you'll be doing a lot of work with patients, but there's also a lot of systems that support that. So, were you, for example, starting to get interested in helping to improve those systems, or were you very much concentrating on the actual physical aspect of it? Interesting question. You know, when I start learning about product management. I started seeing my own services, my own clinical service as a product itself. Mm-hmm. And then some of the things I was learning, even while uh, I had not transitioned, some of, the, some of the things I gleaned from people, some of the things I read in blogs, some of the things I listened to in podcasts, I started 
uh, trying to make them work with my clinical service. And then it was, I've always been passionate about healthcare value, about patient healthcare value, but I, I saw a lot of improvement in my service, in how my patients re- uh, received my services too. You know, I said checking out for metrics, I said checking out for all sorts, and then Yes, I, the impact of role management in, you know, it's, it's a path I won't regret. Even if I, if I didn't decide to eventually practice as a, as a, as a product manager, if I didn't switch at the end of the day, I think some of the things I learned during the process of transitioning would have stayed with me for life and then would have influenced how I practice. Yeah, those principles that can really help you just always make sure that you're looking at things in the right way. But it might sound like a silly question, but do you feel like, there's anything from your physiotherapy career that actually has helped you become a better product manager? Or do you really feel that that was of its time and then that you moved forward into your new role with the new learnings that you've learned? Like, was there any crossover and anything you could bring forward? Yes, there are a couple of them. There are a couple of them. One thing about physiotherapy is um, you get to spend a lot of time with your patients per session and then you get to be with them over a long duration of period. So um, some of the things I have, I'm just trying to put things in con- in context. Some of the things I have learned or some of the things I do while in my practice have, that have carried over effect in the program management. I think communication, communication with relevant stakeholders, the patients, their relatives, then other team members, other healthcare team members. Then, of course, teamwork. Yeah, because I've, I, have to, I have to work with a number of people, you know, the referring physicians, the surgeons, the nurses and all sorts, and even the patients themselves, they are part of the team that I work with. So working with a broad range of team members, then empathy, empathy. Um, I think one of the things I learned from physiotherapy, you know, I'm dealing with people in pain and all, all sorts, people with limitations in movement. I've had to learn empathy, and that, I think that's one useful thing for product managers. Then again, data-driven, being data-driven as the case may be, Many of for my practice, I I I really really often um, evidence based practice, so that has to do with a lot of getting data insights and all sorts. Then I think patient centeredness or client centeredness. I think putting your patient at the center of everything makes things uh, more contextual as it as it is for it and it improves the healthcare value. And I think that's one thing product managers also do: putting the users or the customers, whatever the case is, at the center of the planning and then the product itself yeah so pretty much that no that's really interesting about the empathy actually i mean i never really thought about it that way but yeah if you're sitting there trying to explain to someone how long it's going to take for their leg to work again properly or something like that then you're going to need to use your soft skills quite a lot for that right so it feels that then telling someone that the button on their product is a little bit big or small or something like that is probably uh the least of your worries right (laughs) so you said also before this that you dislike micromanagement Now, obviously, in product management terms, that's something we all strive for. We all want to work in empowered teams and we we all want to be able to collaborate and work in a very open fashion where we're, we're not being just told what to do all the time. Is that something that you found was like were you massively micromanaged as a as a physiotherapist? Was was it very top down managed or did you find some of that kind of more empowered teamwork going on there as well? Well, the micromanagement part was from my history with leadership and all sorts. Well, I was in, while I was in school, I was a I was a student leader for my departmental association and all of that. So I've had to deal with people. I was much younger, and then I had some elements of micromanagement. 
until I spoke with someone and then he made me see through all the process of micro, sorry, what pro, uh, micromanagement does to team members and what it does to the whole organization as a whole. So since then, I have snapped out of that. And then uh, ever since then, I've been noticing it in, you know, I've worked in a couple of organizations before moving into program management or before starting my own business as a case may be. So, you know, I, there are elements of micromanagement in some of those organizations and then it impeded improvements and growth as a case may be. So it is one thing I really stand against. And then one of the things I've learned in the product management is that you, of course, you are not, you are not bossing over anyone. You don't have authority, quote unquote, over anyone. So, mm-hmm. I really do not enjoy being micromanaged or micromanaging people. And then I allow people to do their work and then just make sure that I'm there to, to assist or give help where it is needed. But that's interesting though, because obviously the company you're working for at the moment is working on a kind of an engagement basis with clients to build products for them. And I'm assuming that the clients themselves in some cases, and maybe you haven't hit this yourself yet, but in some cases they may have really precise requirements that they just want to get built. Is that fair to say? Or are you always operating in a very empowered fashion where you can kind of work with the clients to come to a solution together? Thankfully, I, one of the things I believe about micromanagement is that when you, when you see the elements occurring or when you, see, when you see it happening, I think communication is very important. I mean, between the person who feels micromanaged and then the micromanager, quote-unquote. So I, I, I think... For my company, I, I, I'm not the one interfacing with the clients directly. Obviously, my, my boss does that. So it doesn't, I've, I've not seen the trickle-down effect of micromanagement on us. So it seems like he acted the whole communication thing well, and then um, he has prevented the whole issue of micromanagement between the clients and then the agency, as the case may be. So I currently do not experience that. I, I feel like we are on the same page with our clients and then we, well, of course, I just started and we, I've just been working with just one client. Mm-hmm. But before now, I've worked with, I've worked on side projects, you know, and in product roles as the case may be. So I've, I've not experienced that so far in my product management journey. Long may it continue. So how was the transition? So you've obviously decided to go from physiotherapy into product management, but at one point during that journey, you're going to have been at the stage where you actually needed to find some resources and find some materials and maybe some courses to just help you actually make that transition because no one starts out being a product manager. What resources did you use? Now, for example, I know you've got Product Dive in Nigeria, which has a big reputation, but was it them or did you use lots of other stuff as well? Like I mentioned, I had been reading blogs. I'd been binging on podcasts. I mean, Joss was one of the podcasts I binged on. <laughs> there you go. I had been reaching out to people and then those people recommended books, blogs, YouTube videos and all sorts for me to watch. So I'd been doing all of that. And then uh, January this year came and then one of the developers I reached out to, I wanted to work on a project and I was like, oh, yeah. And he asked me if I was ready to do a product job on or role or performing a product role on that. I was like, fine, yes, I will, I'm interested in doing that. So I started with that until towards the end of January. Of course, I registered for Product Dive, and which is like an excellent place to run your courses and all of that. So uh, yes, Product Dive was very instrumental. But beyond that, I've also had to you know do a lot of self reading, self education, joining Slack groups, joining communities, and then offering to 
because one of the things I understand is you really do not understand, you really might not understand product management from classrooms. So, you know, hands-on experience are needed, you know, to understand some concepts and, you know, to, I mean, real-life situations. So, working on some of those products by the side and then joining Product Dive, which also has a lot of on, sorry, hands-on sessions also helped a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. But you also mentioned earlier that you have been doing some side projects or I guess side hustles. Uh, were they things that you worked on yourself or were they kind of collaborations with other people? Oh, uh, did you find that really helpful as well? Collaborations. And then I, fa- I found it really helpful. I mean, I've had to work with something in the dating space and I've had to work with something in no-code mobile websites builder, So, which is something, the widest thing in my imagination to work with a no-code mobile websites builder, you know. So they've been... And thankfully for, I really thank God for people in my community or people around me, you know, drawing me to opportunities like that and also. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a little ride really, but <laughs> here we are. Yeah, you mentioned communities actually, and that, I know that's one thing that we talked about before this, about you being really passionate about. I mean, you've touched on it, but which communities aside from Product Dive did you find really helpful? and? kind of bringing you along were there any particular ones that you felt were really transformative or was it just a case of dipping into as many as possible well for one i dipped into a lot of communities because i i realized that i was new to it and i just wanted to join as many communities as i could and all of that but i am very interested or i really love the concept of peer mentoring and one of the communities that stood out for me is uh, people people in product community it's called the name of the community is called people in product so it's a very awesome community of mostly young product managers, new product managers, as case may be, you know, people with less than two years of experience and all of that, rubbing minds together and then solving problems together. And then besides that, you know, from that same community, I have a small niche of people that are like our peer mentors to me that we talk every day about products, about things happening in our lives and all of that. So it's more like I have a solid base or peers or have solid base of people to fall back to, you know, to so so community is very important. I hold community is very, very important. And then people in product community is one of the communities that I that stood out for me. Yeah, and obviously having that peer support I think is something personally from my perspective that I think is good to have throughout the career. I don't think it's just about when you're junior just starting out. I think that even as people start to progress through the ranks, become senior or product leaders, heads of product, VPs of product. I think that that community and peer community, as you put it, is actually something that's really important. So hopefully you'll be able to grow with these people as you move through your career. But how easy was it for you to make the transition at all? Because again, you've come from a very different field and I know that you were passionate about it and you've put a lot of work into training up and you've put a lot of work into making that transition. But that might not have worked. So did you feel that it was quite an easy thing for you once you got into it? Or do you feel that there were some struggles along the way? I mean, was it a shock to the system? Well, the thing is, um, it, it looks like, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm moving from certainty to uncertainty. I'm moving to a new field entirely. I've had zero experience in. And then, you know, the bias has always been towards folks with CS degree or maybe an MBA and all sorts. You know, and then especially because it's a green profession here in the country or, I mean, even around the world, but especially in uh, Nigeria. So it, it, it is, it has been like a struggle, really. 
you know, sometimes. So, you know, earlier on, I used to, there are days that I would convince myself, like, yes, Samuel, this is what you really wanted. This is what you really want. So, yes, you know, show up today. Stand up and show up. You know, <laughs> but, you know, the, the days of trying to convince myself, um, all the hours or minutes I spend on convincing myself have been slowly reducing. You know, I'm beginning to see what I really wanted to do and all of that. And again, like I said, it took me about six months to be sure I really wanted to do this. So it was really, you know, I had put in a lot of work to study, like you rightly said, to study and then to build my, I'm pretty good at what I do, physiotherapy. So, you know, moving out of it was just like an insane move, even to people around me, like, why are you doing this? What are you doing? <laughs> so it's pretty much, uh, it's been, it was a struggle and then um, things are shaping up now. I still look to like a very brighter part. I still look forward to a very brighter part, really, but uh, it seems that things are shaping up now. At least I'm on here, and then that's a form of validation to me. <laughs> but were there any points where you were just like, enough of this, you know, I've made a mistake. Yes, you said already you had points where maybe you may have doubted it or whatever. Like, were there any really bad moments for you that you felt that this was really not working? Yes, yes, there was. There was a period I was trying to move and then move to product management. You know, I think there was a short period between my between the first side project I did, which was in the dressing space, and then before getting the second one, and even before starting this uh, PM internship, you know, it looked like, oh, I was wasting my time. Like, it looked like, oh, I was starting afresh. I was starting from zero again. I mean, I could have just continued with my profession. I'm three years in in physiotherapy. I could have just continued, you know, build a solid career in it. So it looked like I was starting all over again, and then yeah, there were dark days and all of that. And thank God for the support I had. And that's one of the reasons why I believe firmly in community. You know, uh, from my friends and then the community, some of the federal communities I belong to, especially the people in progress, you know, I got the support I needed, you know. People were encouraging. The, 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 we do a weekly check-in call. Besides the daily talk and all of that, we do a weekly check-in talk every Saturday. And then more like, you are just allowed to come and rant. You are allowed to come and, you know, and then, again, there was, there was a period where I had to reach out to as many people as I could because I wanted, I really wanted a job or I really wanted experience because it seems like all product jobs needed someone with experience. So I needed experience. I reached out to a number of people, you know, some, you know, maybe because of my manner of approach, maybe because of the things, of the circumstances. Some replied, some did not reply. Most did not reply. So it was like, Ah, what is happening? <laughs> so now I think I bet I have a better understanding of how to do things. And then, yeah, um, I should say, and I hope those days are behind me. Well, fingers crossed. There's, al- there's always another struggle around the corner, no doubt. Definitely. I guess the most important thing that sounds like you've done so far is developing those skills to, to work around that a little bit and to actually understand how to get past them. So that's really helpful. But you've touched on it as well. Like you... We're talking about this to your, I guess, to your friends and family. You were telling them that you were moving from your career that, like you say, you were pretty good at into a new career, which was untested, but, you know, I'm sure will prove to be a success as well. But you obviously had to persuade these people, I guess, to some extent, like that this was a good move so that they could support you. And part of that persuasion surely involves explaining to them what this role is that you're moving into. And it's obviously a question that all product managers dread. But how did you describe product management to them as a concept? Like, did they ask? And, and if they did, how did you describe it? So, for example, when my younger brother reached out to me to ask, I, I 
what was going on and all of that. So I, I what I did was um I asked him about his favorite product, so uh, which was obviously WhatsApp, and then I kind of like asked him what he loves about it, and then what he would like to see, what he doesn't enjoy from WhatsApp, and all of that. So he did list all of those things out to me. I was like, okay, cool. So I I kind of gave him an abridged version, like okay, what product managers do is they. They work in the team with developers, with designers, and other form of the other uh, members of the technology team or the building team to make sure that they are building the right product and then they are building it the right way. Fine, that's that's a large chunk, but I did break it down to him. So I I made him understand that uh, product managers are folks that kind of understand what the users need. For example, him, what he needs, what in uh, what are the things he would like to see, and what are the things he doesn't like from the app, or what are the things he would wants to see in an app or something. So, and then they prioritize, they kind of prioritize the need and then, you know, from the most impactful problems down to the least impactful problems. And then uh, they coordinate the, there are folks that coordinate the whole development team or the product, the building of the product. They work with the team to make sure it gets to him. So pretty much that is, that was a large chunk. And I think he understood it. So like, oh, you guys understand the customers. You guys make sure the right products are being built and then it gets to them, you know, making business in part for the organization. So I think he, he got the whole idea. So for different folks, for different people, I would have different <laughs> explanations based on their worldview and based on what um, I, would, I think they would understand it. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. And again, it is always a question that makes product managers around the world clench with fear because of the uh, difficulty in answering it. So I think you do a good job. But obviously, you're fairly new to product yourself. You're still on that journey yourself. And I can probably remember the time when you were literally just starting out and that you didn't have any knowledge at all at that point. What advice would you give to other people, either physiotherapists or otherwise, that are looking to get into product and how to make that first step? I mean, you said yourself that yeah, there's lots of uncertainty because lots of people want to have product management experience before they can even get you into a job so what advice would you give to people to make that first step oh well i think one of the most important thing in life that i've come to understand is to take a chance on yourself so i think it all begins with taking a chance on yourself like okay fine i'm going to do this if i do it and then i get burnt, fine if i do it and then it succeeds fine so i think one of the first things that you do is take a chance on yourself and then begin to reach out to people Ask questions. I mean, ask a lot of questions and all of that. You know, you, you definitely would not, like me, you definitely might not get high response rates. I didn't get a response rate when I started reaching out to people and all of that. So, but I believe that, I so much believe in, um, I believe in education and all sorts. So, uh, reach out to people, then they guide you. Because, you know, throwing yourself out there, trying to read any blog that comes along your way or trying to, you know, take YouTube um, videos and all of that might be a little bit chaotic and then you're trying to maintain the chaos as much as possible because you know there are a lot of circumstances in life already so throwing yourself into another form of chaos might not be healthy so um, reach out to people there are a lot of people that are willing to help and then they guide you through the process and then be ready to do lots of work I mean lots of reading lots of I don't know maybe we have different models for, but for me that was what that was what worked for me and that's what is still working for me and that that is what I would advise, you know, uh, reach out to people, 
get some guided, uh, some guidance and as the case may be, and then be ready to do lots of work in reading as much as you can. And then if you are someone who believes that, oh, you should take a course, it might be essential, it might not be essential, but at least do take a course that you would have hands-on experience uh, or hands-on sessions as the case may be. So for Periodive, I did Periodive and for every class we had breakout rooms, we had hands-on at the, end, at the end of the, uh, the whole period of training, we had to work on personal capstone projects and all of that. And I think that introduced me to how uh, the PM thought process works and all of that. So, yes, I think. So, to just summarize all of that, take a chance on yourself, reach out to people, then be ready to do a lot of work. And then if you are interested in taking a course, take a course that would um, expose you to a lot of answer. Yeah. Right. Sounds like some great advice. Hopefully someone will find that useful listening to this. But what's next for you? I mean, obviously you've you've taken that first step in your career now and you're going to, I presume, spend some time where you are. But you've obviously got that passion for healthcare in, in the past as well from your physiotherapy. Do you feel that you're going to combine those at some point and maybe launch the next Nigerian healthcare unicorn? Or do you feel that it's very much a case <laughs> of just doing the job and building your skills for now? I was speaking about unicorns. I think we have about three unicorns in Nigeria, right? And that's great news for everyone. That's great news for the young. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yes, in the next couple of years, I believe that we have some other unicorns. So, yeah, I'm very passionate about, you know, when I tell people, it seems, sounds so cliche, I'm very passionate about people and I'm very interested in how they perceive value in healthcare and in education. So, very, very interested in healthcare. I, the long term plan is maybe to teach product management or to teach, uh, SK service design or to teach SK innovation management as the case may be. So, yes, there would be a confluence. There would be, uh, no pun intended, there would be, uh, <laughs> there would be a point where I would have to merge both my uh, interest in SK and maybe my interest in education and then product management. Yes, but working with the SK company or working with a SK unicorn as the case may be, I don't know. Let's see how things go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will keep my eye on the news. <laughs> and where can people get in touch with you if they want to continue the conversation, have a chat with you about product management or any of the things that we've spoken about today? Okay, thank you. Um, I'm pretty much available on my Twitter, at uh, Samuel Ogunkoya. Then I have a little website, uh, sam.screwers.page. That's from the no-code website builder that I worked on. Then the, I, I'm also very available on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, Twitter. And then, oh, you can always get across to me through my website, you know. I will link it all in and hopefully people will start running towards you. And if they pull a muscle on the way, then you can help them with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been a fantastic chat. So obviously, thanks very much for spending the time and wish you luck as your journey through product management continues. Uh, hopefully we can stay in touch. But yeah, as for now, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate you for bringing me to this last one. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. As ever, thanks for listening. I hope you found the episode interesting and inspiring. If you did, I can only encourage you to pop back to the website onenightinproduct.com, sign up to the mailing list, check out some of the other great episodes, and share widely with your friends. I'll be back soon with another inspiring guest, but as for now, thanks and good night. Good night.